0: friends to lovers,
1: to kisses and cuddles.
0: We are doing it
1: God's way.
0: This This is Stronger stronger Together, together, Closer to God. God hello everybody
1: hi everyone
0: welcome to stronger together closer to god this is a special podcast that we're doing today yes and we just are excited about this but this is also starting every thursday we're calling it a think about it thursday yes so our podcast that usually comes out on monday is motivational motivational. monday kind of encourage you in your relationship whether you're single engaged married going through separation divorce or widow it doesn't matter it all relationships is we give honor and glory to God and we see how God can use each and every one of us in the process. But on Thursdays, is going to be, think about it Thursdays, we will invite some special guests mm-hmm. to come join us and have some good conversation wherever God leads us to. I'm Minister mean, Vernon. This is the wonderful, the talented, the lovely, the came up with this great idea. So we're going to let God flow through it No, Evangelist Anya Myers.
1: It wasn't my idea. It was God's idea.
0: Downloaded oh. it to her personally.
1: Absolutely. absolutely. In her mailbox, by the way. It's <laughs> <laughs> so silly. Yes. I mean, we give all glory and honor to God. He had just placed on my heart. It's, it's Women's History Month. Mm-hmm. And what better way to honor the women in my life or in our life that, you know, we've come across years down the line. Some are are brand new sisters in Christ that we've met. Some we've known for years, but to share their testimony. And then on top of that, I was like women, us as women, not only about history, but here and now God was like, you know, we're such nurturers at taking care of everybody else. We need to be poured in to take care of ourselves. And these wonderful women of God that God placed on on my heart to share their amazing testimonies.
0: And I must say to the men that are listening to this or watching this and you might be like, oh, I can turn off this. Don't tune out. No, because there's somebody in your life, whether that is a sister, a daughter, a mother, a grandmother, an aunt, mm-hmm. whatever that female impact role that that woman plays in your life, you can learn from this experience and can prepare you in case these circumstances come into your presence.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And God just laid on my heart about women, but these same things happen some of these same things happen to men too. So no. it's it's not just about all women,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: we are featuring women this month because it is women's history. Month.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so without further ado,
1: yes, we would love to introduce. She's our very first, very first, very first ever. First time we've ever had a special guest on too. Yes. Very first lady, very first special guest. Her name is Beatrice Williams. I don't want to mess up her name. She's a sister in Christ of ours that we met, what, over the last probably year, year and a half. Mm -hmm. Her and her husband, Frank, they're they're such beautiful, spirit-loving people. We're actually all together in Elevation's married e-groups. That's how we all met. Actually, Beatrice and Frank, they've been married since 2017. They are a blended couple. Beatrice and I was sharing a little while ago about their beautiful family. They, are, they have a family of four children. They have three daughters and a son. They strongly believe that cracks in their foundation lead them to God's word for marriage and family, which establishes the basis for helping others. They are elated to share some of their challenges faced in their marriage. Mm. Yes, yes, and Beatrice is going to tell us all about it and how they learn the importance of forgiving the past and taking the steps to live out God's covenant for their union. And without further ado, I'm going to let Beatrice finish introducing herself.
0: (laughs) Hey, Beatrice! (laughs) Welcome to Stronger Together. Thank you. Thank
2: you. Thank you for having me. First and foremost, it's so much that I could say, (laughs) but the the main thing I would add to that is my walk with Christ and and just starting out with, I grew up in the church. I had a whole foundation of who God was, but I was living it out through what I saw my parents do, not my relationship with God. Mm -hmm. So I walked through that whole life of single parenting. I have twin girls. And I built the career and I thought I had it all together. (laughs) And which like a lot of women probably do. But that whole part of me that I just was missing was really having that foundation relationship with God. So that's why I always make sure I'm clear. That is my foundation. I go to God first and foremost. So that's pretty much my bio is me and God. And I do have children. I have a husband. But the main thing is know that God is, my foundation, pretty much.
1: <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. Yes. And I, I can attest to that too, Beatrice. Being a single woman and just, you know, feeling like, you know, even though I, I had given my life to Christ, at, I would say kind of a young age. I would say a young age, not a real young age, but I was twenty-three. I was, I was an adult. But before then, it's like, wow, what did I do before I came to know Christ? You know. I just, I'm like, wow, I'm glad that he got my attention at 23. Put it that way. (laughs) I'm truly glad. I don't know what I could have. I don't know how I got through life, you know, not having him as my Lord and personal savior. I had knowledge of God, but not that foundation and relationship with Christ. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I had faith. You know, and I, I... I kind of wrote off of the faith, but mm-hmm. the relationship was what I had to really, really get myself in that mode. Right. Just study, pray, really in relationship, you know. Because he was knocking on the door of my heart, like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, just, I was just doing my thing, you know, being disobedient and kind of doing what I wanted to do.
1: Yeah.
2: And he still cleans up my mess. <laughs> absolutely.
0: absolutely every every day every day
1: every day. so last month was cardiovascular heart we were rare red for cardiovascular and for stroke and you know it wasn't until I had put it out there about my dad my dad has had numerous strokes so I can relate to people that have had cardiovascular disease strokes and things like that heart attacks hypertension and i know for us as women and especially in the Mm african-american ethnicity we it's very high for us tell us a little bit about your journey if you don't mind beginning your journey and why we kind of connected how we connected because i i didn't know your story and i i'm like so honored (laughs) that you decided to, you know, uh, share your testimony
2: with us. Mm -hmm. Well, I I mean, you know, being a mother of twins and being a single parent, you live that high, high, I wouldn't say high society, but high functioning life. So it was a lot of balance going on. You know, you have two babies, (laughs) carrying two babies, literally trying to compartmentalize them in your mind to make sure you take care of all of the needs. And then you have a household, and then you have your job, and then you have employees, and then you have, I was in the grant world, so I had grants, and I had counties that I was responsible for. So I just had all these little compartments, if you will, going on in in my life. So I think what really happened with me is just carrying everything, everybody. I lost my parents early in life. My mother was like forty forty two, forty-three, my father was in his fifties. So I kinda I have two siblings and two sisters and I just kinda assumed that mother role. Maybe probably more of my taking that on. <laughs> Didn't necessarily have to, but you know, you just kinda somebody becomes the one that everybody goes to. So I carried a lot of responsibility, a lot of stress. And I just think that it was at a time where some new stress was coming into my life. I was getting to get married. I was planning a wedding. My girls were going off to college, and they were not going to the same college. They went separate states. Well, one stayed here, but she was two hours away, and the other one went to Wake Forest in North Carolina, and that was farther away. So then that changed my life to going and picking one up, dropping them off at school. Just just for a mental picture, they were getting ready to go to school. They got to set it to two different colleges. They were both supposed to move in on the same day. So my dilemma was, where am I going? Just that stretching that was just constantly always balancing? And I think that that was pretty much that was what just really induced a lot of stress and a lot of heaviness and just induce, it increases your blood pressure, and then when your blood pressure goes up, that is in the um, perfect storm, really, for a stroke. So that's what happened with me.: <laughs> yeah.
1: did, you, um, did you immediately recognize? What was happening from your first symptoms or did you, did you know you were having a stroke or it wasn't until you got care where you found out that you actually had a stroke or was having a stroke?
2: That's an interesting story in itself <laughs> because I was, I had come home to take one of my daughters to, she wanted to go to Target for some something. And I, I went to the refrigerator and I got something to drink. And I came and I sat down, I just got tired and really fatigued. And I sat down on the stairs and thank God she came down the stairs cause she noticed my face, the left side of my face was distorted. And she was like, mom, what's going on? But I couldn't utter a word. I couldn't say nothing. I lost my vision completely. I couldn't see nothing. And I could not get up. Physically, my left leg was, was not able to move. So I was just, I sat there and just had a little conversation with God. (laughs) And I, I heard distinctly the Holy Spirit tell me, this is not about you. And I was just like, wow, this is so much has just evolved out of me having that stroke, as much as me growing, as much as I've done with growing my children, my family, and just me personally in relationship with God and ministry. Yeah,
1: wow, wow, yeah. I know similar situation happened, with my dad too. My mom was there, thank God, and noticed it, the first one, my mom and my niece. And yeah, time is of the essence when you know when you're having a stroke. So it was it was you and your daughter. You were married at the time, correct?
2: No, I wasn't.
1: you weren't married at the time. So um how how long was it before you know Frank
2: came into your life or was Frank in your life at that particular and, excuse me. Um, we were engaged planning. I was planning the wedding. I had actually come home from like the gown fitting and them doing my the hair. My hairdresser was doing my hair. So really, I was just coming home from that. Wow. And then, like switching mommy mode, you know, and just that switch, just everything changed. Wow. Thank God I made it. We live across a big lake, and thank God I got all the way home mm-hmm. because. I didn't have a car accident before I got home. So it kind of what probably was evolving. Yeah. Yeah. Getting home. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So with
1: that being said, you weren't married at the time. Right. What was Frank's reaction when he found out? I'm sure he was devastated. Like, oh my gosh, my bride-to-be has had a stroke.
2: What? It kind of was, when it got to the hospital, it was more of, um, you aren't going to get out of that wedding, so you might as well just get up and figure out how you're (laughs) going to walk. And (laughs) I looked across from me, you know, how they have the door was open. And I was on the the floor with heart patients. And all around me, everybody that I saw, they just didn't look like they were living. And I was like, what is going on? I was just confused (laughs) at that point. But I remember saying, if I could get up, if I could just get up, and the, the nurse said, if you can stand up, you can walk around the floor. And it was a Sunday. I said, I'm going and I'm praying around the floor. So I was like, I just, I'm on assignment. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just walked around to play for everybody. But no one was able to get out of their bed. Mm-hmm. And I just think about, like, what I saw on that floor was just amazing, the lack of life. But mm-hmm. I had life. And could walk. Yeah. And within like 24 hours, the stroke was reversing in the ambulance.
1: Wow. That's a miracle in itself.
2: <laughs> exactly. Really? Yeah, I heard the really? ambulance driver saying, Well, I think it's reversing. He said, I, I'm not, I'm confused. I don't even know what this is. When he was radioing everything again, and they were like, Are you sure that was, a, you know, that it's a stroke? And then when does he get the CAT scan and all that? And then it was like, Yes, it was. But it reversed, it stopped. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: If you don't mind sharing, how old were you when this happened?
2: Um, 45? Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. And see, that's the other purpose and reason I think God has us on this mission to share what he has us sharing for everybody, but especially women. Because I think sometimes we think, oh, you know, strokes, heart attack, that's for older people, people that are older. You're very young. You're mm-hmm. very young yeah. when it happened. And just bless God, like you said, it re- it was reversing. Does not everybody, it, it doesn't end up that way, you mm-hmm. know?
2: Stories of that, you know, my yeah. own mother had a stroke, same age, and she didn't survive, you know, yeah. the first stroke she had, she had younger and survived that. But then later on in life, she did, and it ended up being an aneurysm on top of that.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, I knew that it could be deadly, but mm-hmm. I I just had a peace. I just had a peace. Either way, I was like, Lord, I'm good with you. So if right. you take me home. I'm going home. Mm-hmm.
1: Right, right. It was your it was your faith, like you mm-hmm. said, your faith that you wrote on your faith, and your faith got you through. Mm-hmm. Definitely. As far as the care at the hospital and mm-hmm. things like that, how was your how was your care, and how long did you
2: have to stay in the hospital setting? I went on a Friday, I walked out on a Sunday (laughs) and the care was really, I I say, very, very good high regards to the hospital because I I really didn't struggle. And the the best part that I had was after I came home, I had for a little over a month, not quite two months, I had a nurse that came weekly and just the adjustment on my diet, my lifestyle, how am I going to move forward? That was really, really major. Like I did a complete lifestyle change. Mm. And to have a nurse to do that with was like really good. Someone to say, this is how you need to eat. This is what you need to do. You think you know everything that you need to do, but it, it was just nice to have that support system right there. Right. You do it. And then my daughters were like nurses. Like <laughs> this is, they, get, they wrote out a whole book, a notebook saying how to do Beatrice. <laughs> Oh, wow. (laughs) And it was like, these are the things that I could eat. These are the things I must do every day, you know, the exercising, And and so they gave me a rigorous routine to change that life. And family
1: is family is so important in the, you know, the caregiving and the recovery part. You know, it was, it sounded like it was such a blessing to have your daughter's You know, to be there and to help along the way also,
0: too. Mm -hmm.
1: Did you want to ask a question, though? No,
0: I'm just kind of just resetting everything, just in case anybody who's listening in or might be watching this, I'm just jumping in. We're talking to Beatrice, and we're doing this Mm -hmm. Think About Thursday, and we're talking about her experience on the journey as she came in contact with this stroke occurring in her and how that impacted her family and everything else and just to let everybody know every four minutes Mm
2: -hmm. someone
0: dies from a stroke Mm -hmm. every year more than close to 800,000 people in the United States have a stroke
2: right right
0: you know so this is where God's telling us to take care of the temple that he's given us and taking care of our bodies so we're taking these opportunities to think about it you know how is God teaching these wonderful women that we're coming in contact with this month of March how has God used these experiences to bring them closer to God yeah
1: yeah Yeah. and speaking of that what changes have you experienced since your stroke any do you have like any physical
2: or mental changes since you had your stroke I would say slowing down. And sometimes my speech can be a little slurred, depending, but definitely have to get more sleep (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm.
2: because you need to rest your brain, you know? So, and just making sure that I have physical activity, eating healthier, definitely eating healthier and just lifestyle changes. just not overloading myself, you know? Yeah. 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 And for me, I had to just learn to see God. Is this something you want me to do? Mm-hmm. you know is this something because he will make room for me and he'll give me what i need to sustain it but if it's nothing that he's giving me the yes on then i I sit still
1: yeah yeah
2: mm-hmm. it, it brings me back to this
1: series we listened to last night and the title was god said you know mm-hmm. did you know we have to be mindful did god say that did, did god tell us yeah. to do that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we're quick to to overload our plates, especially as women. I'll I'll just be honest. As women, we, you know, I I, I was jotting down notes. You were saying that, you know, you lost your mom and dad at a very young age and they they were, they were young when they passed. And then you were talking about, you know, basically being a, a mother to your children, but also sound like you were a mother to your siblings too. Am I, am I correct about that?
2: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And yeah. then the auntie and the you know yeah. you name it it, yeah. it stands out. Yeah. yeah. And then you were
1: planning your wedding, and your your daughter's was in college. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, and I think that kind of helps us to see that mm-hmm. a lot of people mm-hmm. take for granted stress, mm-hmm. and stress yeah. can be good, mm-hmm. but stress can be It can cause a lot of damage and a lot of impact in individuals, especially if you are individuals that keep in some of that stress yeah. and that's why we talk about you need to get connected with friends family you know god people that has been signed to you by god to let out some of those what those challenges are and right. and sometimes part of it is letting go some of the pride and yeah. some of the selfishness that you want to try to do everything yourself but being able to let that go and say hey let me this is what i need can you do this for me and things of that sort
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, any fears that you had or have even now having a stroke at a young age, do you fear of having another one or, you know, what, what share with us, any fears you may have?
2: Mm, I think at first there was a fear of another one, but I didn't have another one. (laughs) So, but I don't really have a fear of that anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm more. No, I don't really have a fear of anything. I I just, I mean, I just, I'm trusting where God's placing me.
1: Yeah.
2: Wherever he's placing me, he's giving me what I need when I'm there. So yeah, Yeah, I really don't have any fears. I think there's a, like you're always constantly doing the exercises to make sure that, you know, I exercise my my tongue every day, you know, and it's a simple thing, but you don't realize how many little things it does function, you know, that it will impair, So, I have to just do tongue exercises and for speech and and just to slow down, you know, and take my time, prepare myself a little more, you know, Mm -hmm. instead of just jumping in to things. I don't, I definitely try not to just be jumping into things. Right, (laughs) right. I try to be prepared and, you know, and have a chance to sit with it, pray about it, and get the responses together.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I hear you saying a lot about how God has intervened in these Mm -hmm. moments. Mm -hmm. Compare that to before the stroke. Uh, Was that that relationship that strong and intense, or did it get stronger and intensify as you were going through this?
2: Way stronger after. Mm -hmm. Um, But before, like I, I was saying, I mentioned just kind of riding on faith. So I was just doing a little by, a little bit to get by. I was I could sing, so I would sing in church. So I, I did a lot of work, mm-hmm. <laughs> put in the work. But then it was like, and and kind of riding off the coattail of what my forefathers did in relationship to God. But truly, mm-hmm. really having my own connection with God was where I was. And then I think you know, sometimes you have gifts and talents that He's given you, and things that He's fed along the way. You know, to you, I remember the recurring thing for me was change was coming. I would hear Tamar Man's song, and I, and for like two months, I played that song every time I got in the car, just over and over and over. So I knew change was coming, but I didn't know what change. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting married. That's change, and I kind of threw it off, you know, as getting married. But it was so much more God wanted than just the marriage, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: And that's beautiful because a lot of times when people come into an encounter like this, mm-hmm. uh, for some, they might have had like your experience, or, you know, I've been involved. I might not have been fully you know, engaged, but I was involved. You know, right, right. there's some I've been dipping my toe in and out and there's some that I haven't had this experience until this experience happened and it brought me mm-hmm. to God. But in, in regardless of where you at in those situations, the Beautiful thing that you said, Beatrice, is that I got connected with God mm-hmm. and I got connected with Him right away, and there was a sense of peace mm-hmm. during the experience,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And to the point that, like you said, the people in the ambulance was like, Wait a minute, <laughs> it's,
1: it's
2: reversing,
0: <laughs> it's reversing. No, that was God was working <laughs>
2: Opportunity for us all to see who see God in the situation, yeah. yeah, 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 even my, you know, my daughter. And and her sister came home by the way. So it was all about seeing God and shifting in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. And what a testimony. Cause you said stroke happened that
1: Friday, mm-hmm. and you were out of the hospital on that Sunday.
2: Mm-hmm. And I was able to walk out. So I was like, that is yeah. that in itself was like Yeah. A
1: yeah. Did you have to? I heard you talk about speech. Did you have to do any
2: occupational therapy, physical therapy? I did some physical therapy for about three months, three, four months. And, you know, I did a lot of walking on my own, but physical therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but just
1: to say that you were able to just walk out of that hospital that Sunday, that's, like I said, that's yeah. that's a that's a miracle on its own. Mm-hmm. It is. It <laughs> it's is. a miracle on its own. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: it is. Yeah. And, and I know that there are so many people that did not have stroke experience that i had you know some people you know their life was completely not able to get back up and walk not able to talk and i i have a membership with a stroke survivors group on facebook but they also have one at the hospital that i was at that just kind of help people the nurses that come in and help guide you to just adjust to life and they were like well you can come back and speak to my i went back and spoke and he was like i wish people would do this kind of lifestyle change and it, we wouldn't have as many people that are in such bad situations, but mm-hmm. he said it, you know, the immediate change was what really, really made the difference. Right. 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 And
1: yeah, cause I was going to ask you about any, do you know of any like community groups or groups that you belong to stroke as, you know, being a stroke survivor?
2: Mm-hmm. 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 The, the, the Facebook group, Stroke Survivors, is the only one I'm really in. And the hospital, if you know, if I'm contacted to, to do something, but I don't attend it a lot. But they have a local chapter. Yeah. I think we need more, you know. I, I would love to do more in that aspect of just helping. And, mm-hmm. and seeing what I've noticed even in the Stroke Survivor group that I see on Facebook, a lot of them are in the situation and they could get better. And they could do more, but sometimes they just don't see God in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, and I, I say, As an addition to what you're saying, I think as a church, churches, we Mm -hmm. need to do more Mm -hmm. of educating our peers, not just the staff to train them. And that's part of it. That's very critical that they get trained in first aid CPR training that will teach them what to do if this ever happens Mm -hmm. to a member or a leader. We've had experiences within some of the churches we've been in where emergencies happen have had happened and if it wasn't for the fast action of certain people but i think also as a community we need to educate and we need to do it in the church where we know a lot of people come in there and educate them that one of our responsibilities is to be aware of our temple. And, and don't be afraid if you're noticing certain things happening to share that with a a doctor, share that with close friend. Maybe sometimes you need to go with somebody, you know, that's why I say for my wife. I said, in my generation, I know I've seen men who go in and they'll come out and they'll say fine. And they're not really fine. So that's why I say, loves you come with me wherever doctor appointment I go Mm -hmm. to, because (laughs) number one, she holds me accountable, but also number two, because of her field in nursing, she knows some of the terminologies that's being said. And sometimes I might say something and it's like, okay, brush that off. But when she starts using those terminologies along the way, then it's like, oh, we got to take y'all serious. This ain't no, you know, kind of brush you off. Let's get you going. Yeah. So that's good. And with your, to the
2: doctor now, and it's like, You know, even though he don't know all the terminology, it's nice to have him there. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, things that I'm saying that I need to make sure that I talk to the doctor about. He's like, "Well, did you ask so and so and so?" Mm -hmm. Or he remembers what the doctor said. So it's just that checks and balances, and somebody to help you maintain and remember. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
1: And you said earlier, you know, your daughter. Thank God she saw the you know changes in your face and things like that. Um, it, it takes me back to, you know, the times that my dad had his strokes. And like I said, time is of the essence. i never forget mm-hmm. the first one. Uh, Loves and I, we lived 45 minutes away from my, my parents. And my parents were house-sitting for my sister and my niece. And my mom and dad was at their home, all of them together. And my mom just noticed something was just really odd uh, about my dad. He, he just he kept like repeating himself. And um, she says, Anya, she says, get on the phone with your father. She said, he's not making sense. So I said, okay, put him on the phone, mom. And all he kept saying to me was, I think he kept saying, I'm okay. I'm okay. But it was, it was truly the Holy Spirit that said he wasn't okay. And I yeah. said, mom, I said, you know, let's call 911. Pops could be having a stroke. I know that was God. I wasn't there. I couldn't physically see him, but thank God that, you know, my mom and my niece was there and my dad, he doesn't even remember some of the things that happened. He, he transferred himself over to the um, stretcher. He doesn't remember that. I think Mm -hmm. when we got to the hospital, he couldn't, he kept calling me his brother's name, Aaron, and he knew who I was, but he wasn't able to distinguished and I think my mom and my my niece was there and he said, I know her and that's her friend, but he couldn't he couldn't tell us our names. that was the first stroke the second one
0: and i was going to say that your niece actually left with a friend yeah when you reached out to her they were close enough to come back and because her niece um, was part of our summer camp where we did first ea first First aid cpr training she was able to utilize those skills to explain exactly to the 911 mm -hmm. representative what Mm -hmm. was going on yeah
1: Cause I had called, but like I said, I was 45 minutes away and they were, she was right there. Mm-hmm. And, um, they were like, no, they, they got the paramedics, got them over there right away. Mm-hmm. And then with the second, second one, one, um, we were in close proximity mm-hmm. and we went over and my dad was still very, you know, <laughs> men can be very prideful. My dad didn't want my mom to call the ambulance or anything like that. And, um, so loves and I went over and, immediately once again the holy spirit was like nope he's having a stroke i knew didn't know but god knew and mm-hmm. i was like no we need to call 911 they came got him in and took him it's only by god's grace that my dad is so here he's he's had numerous heart attacks and strokes and he's an amputee he has peripheral artery disease pad and he's an amputee due to pad so that's why i said um This isn't only for women, (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm.
0: but
1: it's for, for both men and women, but we're definitely featuring women this month. Mm -hmm. Um, any other questions you have or any, any Beatrice, uh, is there any advice that you would give to anyone listening to this podcast? What, what would it be?
2: I would say (laughs) Mm self-love. If you love yourself, take care of yourself and you're in tune with yourself you'll be able to hear God's voice when he's telling you, you need to go. And I think like, I was thinking, Um, you saw the, the logo earlier, Begin Again. And I just feel like whenever you're beginning again, seeking God in that beginning so that he can reveal to you what it is he wants you to get from the situation. There's, pain, yeah. there's purpose in your pain. So in yeah. that hurts, there's so much more that can come from it. If you just let God do the work, you know, the mm-hmm. turning in your situation.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that begin again and I love that self-love because, like I said before, us as women, we put ourselves last with everything. You know, we we're caregivers, we're nurturers, we're wives, we're sisters, we're mothers, we're daughters, we're taking care of everyone else. And a lot of times we we put our own health to the back burner.
0: Okay. Yep. Just just remember, just like we get on those airplanes yeah, and the mm-hmm. flight instructor goes over the instructions. If the mask comes down, mm-hmm. they didn't say, put it on everybody else. Mm-hmm. They say, put it on yourself. And it's very critical for us men and women mm-hmm. of our Heavenly Father to make sure we take care of ourselves mm-hmm. and make sure that we're doing that self-love and doing that self-care there's nothing wrong with that as you know, in that process and be, be vigilant in your health, mm-hmm. you know, find out about your blood pressure, find mm-hmm. out about your cholesterol, find out about, you know, the impact of smoking, drinking, mm-hmm. things that, you know, you ain't supposed to do find mm-hmm. out what, how that can impact, you know, how you can make the right decisions with your health and everything. Mm-hmm. Cause we're talking about, One in three adults have at least one of these conditions, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, smoking, diabetes. And sometimes we don't know those hidden things that are happening that could impact us Mm -hmm. along the way, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's the beautiful thing that we have to do because I myself have experienced that with my my dad who went home to be with the Lord, but during his time on earth, I seen some of those episodes of that, Mm -hmm. you know, there there was times when it was a snowstorm, and I knew from his interactions, Mm -hmm. this was something different. I had to call my uncle. I didn't know much about that. And, and that's why we say, you know, for the men not to get off of this, you know, this because it impacts all of our women, but it also impacts all of us men too. Mm -hmm. And time is critical. You know, the worst thing we can do is just be blind to it of the symptoms and the signs that could happen. So hopefully this has been a blessing to everybody. Yes listening to this podcast and hearing Beatrice share her testimony, Mm -hmm. how God is still working through her, you know, um, and and just is is blossoming in many ways of what Beatrice and her husband is doing for the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you are someone out there that needs to learn more about um, what should I do when it comes to situations like this with my health and things of that sort, we're happy to help you out. Um, S2C2G ministry.com. You can connect with us at S2C2G podcast at gmail.com or you can connect with your local church and online church. Mm -hmm. And if they don't have, I'm going to encourage each and everyone who's listening. If your church does not have a plan of action Mm -hmm. for someone who might have a stroke, then that's something you need to have a conversation with your church to say, what we're we going to do and how are you going to educate us, the, the people that come to your church about taking care of our temples. Yeah. So that way we can live a long life that God has promised us and be able to fulfill what the purpose of our call.
1: I would say build a health team.
0: Yep. Build a health Look team. At
1: building some type of health team. Yep. Absolutely,
0: in all areas—physical, mental, emotional, spiritual—absolutely, um, providing opportunities where we can de-stress. Mm-hmm. That too, <laughs> and, you know, fun activities that you know for our women, you know, and for our men, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we see that all the time. You know, the different activities that go on in different churches that actually helps individuals, what? you know, to relieve some of that stress. Some of them may not even, as as Beatrice pointed out so eloquently, some of us. And, you know, don't take that time to do self-care love. Mm -hmm. But we know in scripture all the time, it talks about, you know, love others as you love yourself. If you don't know how to love yourself, that's a big indication. It's time to check in and see how can I take that time to love on me.
1: That's right.
0: Amen. 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 So thank you, Beatrice. Yes,
1: Beatrice.
0: This is so wonderful. Beautiful. Beautiful. And uh, I'm going to let loves pray us out. Oh, actually, you know what loves? Let's let Beatrice pray us I think out. think so too. Yeah, let's Beatrice <laughs> pray us out. Yeah. <laughs> just in case there's somebody on here watching or listening and they are hearing this and um this God is just talking to them right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity and we thank you for all the many blessings that you've bestowed upon us. Please. We say for anybody out that is listening and looking at the self-love and thinking about their health and their life and what they need to do for your kingdom. We pray that you would just have a special conversation with them and bring them closer to you so that they would remember to love themselves, take care of themselves, and take steps to make sure that they have a support team around them. We pray that you would just Keep them in contact with you. Keep them praying. Keep them reading and studying your word. And that when their health does come to a point where they're not sure, that they will reach out to who they need to. Thank you for what you're going to do in our lives. Thank you for what you've already done. And we pray that you would just continue to use Anya and Vernon in their ministry. We pray that people would just continue to listen and grow from what they're learning from them. We thank you for all that you're going to do through them. And we pray that you would just continue to bless all the listeners that are listening right now. Amen.
0: Joining us on Stronger Together, Closer to God podcast. Please continue to join us weekly as we share godly wisdom and advice to you. If you have any prayer requests or would like to sign up for a free 30-minute consultation with us, drop us a line at s 2 c 2 podcast at gmail.com. And if you like what you're hearing, feel free to partner with us by clicking on the partners tab on the website. The more you give, the more we can spread the word and help us to reach our vision of bringing one million married couples stronger together, closer to God. Feel free to check us out on our website at S2C2GMinistry.com. Until next time, peace and blessings to all of you.